Guys, what's going on? We have a very special episode for you today. I interview palmandcedar.io. They are a digital asset management company. And a lot of my NFT videos I've been saying lately, I give the disclaimer of I'm not at all an expert on this stuff. I, I'm, you know, I'm just sort of giving my own you know, thoughts and sort of giving my own feelings on this stuff. These guys are professionals, however, and can absolutely advise you on these things. They do this for a living. You can click the link in the description to learn more about how you can get started with their services. It was awesome that they came on the show, man. Andrew and Frank, dude, thank you again to them. I'm still very new to crypto, so they were able to help me understand more about what makes Shiba so special, what makes Ethereum and Bitcoin the talk of the town and the way that they are. And they explained a lot to me that actually made a lot of sense. And by the end of the call, I'm not even exaggerating, by the end of the call, I actually had a little bit of an investment plan ready for myself where I was actually informed enough to be able to really know how to make better investment decisions when it comes to me buying crypto. So I hope you guys get the same amount of value that I did. I know you will and enjoy. Guys, great meeting you, man. Tell me about yourselves. We just met just now through our mutual friend, Dan. Tell me about your company. Tell me about what you guys do. What's happening? Let Fred go first. I'm too hyped. You go first. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Um, so basically, yeah, I'm Frank Sorreo. That's Andrew Dennis over there drinking the lager. Um, <laughs> Dan, Dan, Show, Dan Show is our mutual friend. And then our uh, last co-owner is going to be Troy Green. Um, we started this business, Palm and Cedar Wealth Management. Um, the, the idea, you know, we started the ball rolling really in January and February when the crypto market and the NFT market started coming, uh, you know, getting, gaining a lot of hype. Um, NBA Top Shot was my first uh, real experience. And me and Andrew kind of dove headfirst in NBA Top Shot. Uh, lost a decent amount of money uh, in Top yeah. Shot. In Top Shot, okay. Ever. However, um, yeah. Top Shot was the reason that, you know, the Top Shot community was the reason that I found out about Board API Club back in February, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, back in, uh, in late April. Um, and 2021, then, uh, this year? Yes. Okay, so that's when you first started to get into NFTs. Correct. Okay. Um, we, and then we saw basically what the crypto market was doing, what the NFT market was doing. Um, we had a firm, you know, belief that, you know, this was going to be the future. We still believe that. And we had a bunch of relatives, family members, um, friends reaching out to us saying, hey, you know, we see you're involved in crypto. We know you're involved in this NFT space. And, you know, I think uh, it was a joker who said, if you're good at something, get paid for it. Something along those uh -huh. lines in Batman. Yeah. Yeah. So we started what we called Palm and Cedar Wealth Management. Um, yeah, you know, bro everything like that and just you know it's been uh six seven months of just constant um you know phone calls with clients um as i mentioned we were just on one uh, about 20 minutes ago so i was a little late to the call sure um but yeah i mean it's uh it's it's been going really well and that's kind of like i said it was just a bunch of friends and family reaching out to us from like hey we think we have something here and now you know it's uh you know board ape is is definitely from may until now early may until now it's right. uh, you know $1,500 buy-in. I think the cheapest one you can get right before I looked, it was about $210,000. So uh, safe to say one of the best uh, investments I think we've ever made, uh, me and Andrew, in, in my lifetime. So we'll see what happens. Oh, you let me talk, Frank? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, you told me to go first. So Andrew's dying here. Andrew's dying here. Andrew's like, come on, bro, please. Let me, no, give my, let me give you my story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got no story, man. My name's Andrew. I'm here with Frank. Uh, Frank and I are proud owners of Board Apes. 
We're uh, founding partners of Palm and Cedar, digitalassetadvisors.eth. You know, I have my JD MBA from the University of Miami. I own my own company. Frank's a very successful guy in his own right, but we have been very successful as individuals in digital assets. So we've made it a business to help people. And um, it's been great, you know, because a lot of people are not very familiar with how to, to, to get exposed to these type of assets, the cryptocurrencies and the NFTs. So really where, where our niche has been is, you know, there's a tons of people. We're not, Frank and I are not going to say we know everything about blockchain. We could go mine any coin in the world. Like, trust me, we know, we know a lot uh -huh. and we can really, we can really communicate with anyone about anything in, in blockchain, but we're not trying to play that role. We're mm -hmm. not trying to be, oh, we're the most technologically savvy people in the universe. Not at all. We're trying to be the, the conductor, the bridge, the conduit between the boomers, the young people who, who are interested but have you know, fears about getting exposed and to the world that we're in. Because as Frank told you, like, man, th th this one ape is just one example. You know, I have a halo ape. This, this actually isn't my ape. This is my buddy's ape with the blue teeth. I have the stone dyes and the, and the striped shirt. But, you know, we have some digital assets and, and our cryptocurrency portfolios, you know, our ledgers. Uh, just give me one second. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. This ledger right here, right? This is our big thing that we've gotten people exposed to is the, the ledger. The okay. nano ledger lex is our big thing. And it's like, we help people who otherwise would have no ability to get into digital assets. And we pretty much hold their hand, walk them all the way through it to make it so like, we now have clients that have mutant apes. We now have clients that have um, meta heroes. We have clients that have diverse cryptocurrency portfolios. You know, my mom even was calling me up today talking about how her crypto.com coin is going to the moon. And you know, that, that just makes me really happy. I think Frank came to the moon and back. Here you go. So yeah, man, my name is Andrew. I'm, you know, I'm an attorney. I'm a financial planner. That's my background. I passed mm -hmm. the series seven, series 66. Mm -hmm. I passed the bar exams. I started my own company, tutoring people for those different exams. But I just saw the vision with Frank and with Dan and with Troy and some, some other people that, you know, the best investments for the future are in these digital assets and people are so far away from this universe. You know, if you talk about Decentraland or you talk about the sandbox and you tell people, hey, we just spent a few hundred thousand dollars on virtual land, yeah. they're going to think you're an idiot. Right, right. In reality, we're like, no, nah, we just made a sick investment. Like, <laughs> cheers to us, you know? Yeah. So we're trying to bridge yeah, a lot of, that. A lot of um, people, yeah, a lot of people, when we're talking to them, um, you know, we say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to set up multiple wallets here and there. Um, it's like a second language to them. You know, they're really not, they have no exposure to it whatsoever other than, you know, they turn on the news and they're like, oh, Shiba Inu coin up a couple thousand percents and stuff like that. And people are reaching out to us like, how do we get involved in this? I don't know anything about how, like, okay, what, what is a blockchain? What is Ethereum? What is Bitcoin? Right. All that right. stuff. And, um, you what know, a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. What are, what's up with you, Matt? Because like we're just getting in here, like just talking our shit. Like, nah, dude, I'm letting you go, man. I'm letting you guys, yeah, I'm letting you guys frame it. You know what I mean? I'll, dude, I'll definitely introduce myself as well. Yes. So I'm Matt. Okay. I own a small <laughs> marketing business called Search Engineers. I'm also a rapper. I go by Lil Stain. Okay. That's and I'm like, go. No, I'm you're saying, not, bro. Oh. Yes, sir. Yo. Okay. <laughs> and also the host of the Never Settle podcast, where we are now. 
Uh, dude, it's good connecting with you guys, man. I'm excited to talk to you guys and, uh, and and to take a sec to frame it, right? I've been making a ton of content about NFTs. Oh, wait, you're the person behind that Shiba Inu rap I just heard. That's me. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. ass looking like a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that, bro. I'm pissed I didn't even think of that because that is that is a classic line. That's a classic line. Yeah, you know, you know, you got it though. I of course I know. Yeah, that's Afro yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yes. Um, dude, it's it is good connecting with you guys. I've been making a lot of NFT content, right? I'm oh. new to the space. Okay. I'm in love with the space. Well, I'm ready welcome. welcome. I'm GM. Learning. GM, yes. good morning. LFG, you know what I'm saying? The whole <laughs> shit. <go>. Okay. <laughs> it's good connecting with you guys because I'll definitely have to talk to you guys. I've been making a lot of content about, and I've been framing it in, in all my videos. I'm saying, you know, I give I give disclaimers in my content, right? And so I tell people I'm not an I'm not a professional. If you actually want to connect with professionals, you know, do that at your own discretion. Um just so here's, me so here's the professional right now. We we are professional. Yes. <laughs> Aside from that, I have, right? a, yeah, yeah, I have I'm a professional, but I, I was told that it was a podcast and I was supposed to, you know. Come on lit. here, have fun, man. Do yo, yeah. be yourself, man. It, absolutely. 100 percent right. bro. And that's the thing. So th- it's good that we're connecting because I'm able to say, okay, these are the professionals, these are the guys that you can go to. It's cool that we have that connection now. And, uh, you know, we got way more to talk about off air about partnerships and shit, because I'm making all kinds of content. I can definitely hook you guys up. We'll get into that. Um, so I have a list of a few things that I want to go down. You're really a rapper though. What's your hit song? Like, yeah. Huh? What's that? What's your hit song? What you rapping about? So my, uh, my most popular song, is that what you're saying? Yeah, sure. It's so my most popular song is called back up. Nice. It's about ass cheeks. It's a basic, yeah, basically, uh, basically, you know, for, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm a, I, I appreciate the art of, um, you know, what was the big song, uh, Sir Mick, not Sir Mix about who do you, baby got back. I've like, baby, baby got back. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a little while since that came out, but yeah, I'm saying, Hey, you know what I mean? We're here. And that, that was a fire song. That was an yeah, amazing no, song. No, you're, you're just, but you're, I'm just saying that big booties. It's been a classic topic to really write a fire jam about for a long time. And it's just like, True. it's kind of like us. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel, man. Like mm-hmm. currency has been killing it in front of everyone's faces for 12, 13 years. Of course, we're going to start cryptocurrency ledger portfolios for our clients. It's like you, you're a rapper. Of course, you're going to rap a rap about backing it up. Like that's just a, it's a, it's a can't lose formula. And mm-hmm. what I learned from being in the, in the sphere of financial planning is that's what financial planners do. They just put people in these diversified accounts, mm-hmm. long-term assets should stay long-term, and they put you in all these different stocks. Right. So we said, obviously, if cryptocurrency is what we think it is and what we've confirmed and everyone who's really you know, in tune has yeah. understood it is what it is, mm-hmm. then the only way to go about it is to have a diversified portfolio the same way they've been doing it in the stock market for 100 years. We don't change the formula. Too many people go into this space and they hear about some random shit coin and they blow their bag on it and then they lose money and then they're like, oh, fuck crypto is a scam. It's like, okay. no, it's not. Blockchain is not a scam. Blockchain right. is the most, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's the most important influential technology of, you know, at least the decade. I don't want to go too far, but it's very, very for real. Okay. And sure, there's going to be some uh, cryptocurrencies that don't work out. There's going to be tons of NFT projects that don't work out because it's just the start of the NFT. Right, right. But ultimately, the future is in digital assets. 
And the way that people, Warren Buffett's, you know, the successful people in the world have, have done it is by having a diversified portfolio with, you know, the main assets. So that's why when we get, you know, these boomers, as we like to call them out of love, um, mm -hmm. we get them into Bitcoin, we get them into Ethereum, we get them into Polkadot, Chainlink, um, Ripple, maybe Stellar, um, Mana, the Sandbox, Crypto.com, like my mom, you got you know, we get yeah. into some of the top 20 coins. We're not trying right. to have people, you know, make, you know, we did get some people into Shiba and then Shiba became a top 10 coin. So like there's, it's a very fast evolving space. And like Frank and I and Dan and Troy, are the first to admit, mm -hmm. you know, we're down to adapt every single day. Like we're always changing. We're always thinking. We're always talking to people. We're on the ground floor. And okay. that's what we do. We do our due diligence. But my overarching point was like, back to the booties. Your song about back it up is probably a fire song. Our portfolios are fire portfolios because we just mm. stick to what's best for the people. What's the proven formula. And I like how you tied that all together. That made a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he decided, he decided yeah. butts to crypto portfolios. I don't know I'm how not, he made that happen, but he made, he made it happen. We just gonna let him do his thing. You know what I mean? This is, a, this is the friend, friendly family podcast. No, I'm playing. So, um, Okay, we said a lot. There's a lot of different things to unpack, right? Um, as digital wealth asset managers, right? You talked about the difference between the shit coins and the ones that are doing well. Sure. Okay, the ones that you actually would want to get well, people. Some shit coins do well. That's right. So now, what now? Like, tell me about like. Okay, let's say I wanted to jump on. As a client, I talk to you guys. I got money to invest. I'm ready to invest. I don't know what, uh, hypothetically speaking, let's say I want to invest like, I don't know, five grand. Okay. Right. Just hypothetically speaking. Sure. Let's say I'm ready to come on as a client. I'm like, okay. What I we just, should do is literally, it's important that you mention the amount because okay. five grand is totally different than 500,000 or 100,000. With five okay. grand, okay. you know, if you're going to go into NFTs and you're going to experience gas fees and such, you're taking a major risk. I might bet it on the, the Eagles tomorrow. Maybe not the Eagles, but you know, that's, that's mm -hmm. a, not the most amount. That's tough. $5,000. Right. I would tell people and Frank, please speak your mind here, mm -hmm. but I would mm -hmm. probably start with a ledger getting cryptocurrency because that's just like the easier long-term, more conservative play. I'm okay. a little bit old fashioned. I know I don't seem it, but my belief is that if you only have a little bit of money, I wouldn't want to risk it all. And yeah, mm, right. we hit on the board apes, but are you going to hit on the doofy lions with baloney heads? Like I'm not. Yeah, right, sure. right. It's a lot okay. harder. I think and I want Frank to jump back in too, because yeah. I know Frank's, I know Frank's waiting to say something. And could you also guys tell me what a ledger is? Frank, I know you want to talk to some. Sure, so I'll, I'll let Andrew handle the ledger question, but okay. I was going to okay. Us as a new client, um, first thing we would do is we would have like a basically a discovery meeting, and what we would do is basically talk about you know risk tolerance. You know what what's what's your end goal here? Um, are you trying to have a a low tolerance portfolio where you know you're going to get a loaded ledger and you're going to sit on it for five, ten years, and then we're going to revisit that you know uh, so on and so forth on, at a later date. Um, you know, and and if that's the case, then we would probably hit you with, uh, you know, majority Bitcoin and Ethereum, so on and so forth like that. Um, some of the bigger coins and the bigger, uh, you know, projects that we think are going to be here in the space within five to 10 years. Okay. Um, going back to 2017, even if we look at some of the, uh, 
you know, for lack of a better term, shit coins from back then that were potentially <laughs> boomers and, uh, you know, that that rose hundreds of percents in, in a couple of days. Uh, you know, a lot of them aren't around today. Um, so it's something where, you know, the biggest thing that we talk to the clients are is, you know, what's what's your end goal? What's your risk tolerance and what are you trying to do? Um, so if you came to us with five grand and we're like, hey, you know, I just want to dip my toes in, get my feet wet. Um, you know, I don't want to be too risky. We would do a, a heavy portfolio based on Bitcoin and Ethereum, maybe give you some other altcoins, so on and so forth that we think are good projects. If you come with us with five grand, like, hey, I don't care if this goes to zero tomorrow, I'm trying to hit a home run. Then we have a different play where, okay, maybe okay. it's not too much Ethereum and Bitcoin where, you know, we think that those are just going to gradually continue to go up with a couple corrections as we're mm -hmm. seeing in the market right now. Mm -hmm. However, if you come to us with that, it's like, okay, well, let's look at some for lack of a better term, shit coins that maybe are like a hundredth of a penny, a thousandth of a penny right now uh -huh. that we think could go on a, a decent run for you. And then we're going to, you know, basically tell you like, listen, this is a, a coin where we are going to have to stay on top of and we're going to have to actively watch this because there's going to be exit points that we're going to want to hit. So it basically mm. all determines, you know, it, it all comes down to, you know, what's your end goal? Um, you know, what's your risk tolerance and what do you really want to do with that cash? So okay. like I said, five grand, if it's, uh, you know, less less risk tolerance, like, okay, you know, I just want to play it safe. Mm -hmm. We go with the bigger, better, you know, projects in our opinion versus, okay, I'm trying to hit a home run. Then we would start looking at those low market cap projects where we think are going to boom or have the potential to boom. But gotcha. okay, as, I see what uh, you're saying. Yeah. Now you roll in the dice a little bit more if you put it into a, uh, sure. now, Yo, if you're, yeah. Matt, what, yep. what's your, so you said you're kind of new into this space and like, yes. you know, I'm welcome. I'm happy. To, we have a sample ledger I could show you, but if you don't mind, like, what does that mean? Do you hold crypto right now? So dude, I barely have any crypto at all, to be completely okay. honest. Like I have okay. like a, I have like a couple hundred bucks in crypto. Right. You know what I mean? Like all I right. just figured out how to use MetaMask like two weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, so my, my experience with crypto is close to yeah, zero. Bro, let me I tell you been, something. Go ahead. Let yep. You got something. it. Yep. When you get into crypto in like two months, you're going to learn a whole lot of shit and you're mm -hmm. going to be a bad, like, it's crazy yeah. how quick the learning curve happens. Like you go from like, what's a MetaMask? Right. Being like, well, Web 3.0 is definitely in the future. And I'm talking yeah. to this <laughs> part of the internet, you know, like, yeah, it's yeah. Crazy how the progression works. So I'm excited for you. Most and first and foremost, I'm excited for you. And I just want to say truthfully, you're killing it, man. Like, I don't know too much about your background, but like, yeah, you thank doing you, bro. Podcast to get dog. I heard you got spotty Wi Fi. Fucking dude, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Dude, yo. Shout out to him, man. That was so cool, bro. Uh, it was, dude, it was I was very cool talking to him, man. He's, I he's met a him, smart motherfucker, man. Smart I met him at the board ape uh dinner in Miami. I mean, yeah, you said that. That's wild. That's very yeah, cool. And I had no idea that this dude was spotty up on Spotify. And then mm. he, I don't know. I don't know. You gotta speak to him about this. I don't know if they shouted him out or they sub dissed him in the new song by Timbaland where they say, yo, did you heard this? The new song. So Timbaland for everyone out there, hopefully it's millions and billions of people. Um, Timbaland, who is a famous producer, he is also a member of the Board Ape Yacht Club. And he started his own little group with four apes and, I, and he gave them all little names. And then they came out with this song. And in the song, I'm listening and I'm like jamming. And they say, I don't need Wi-Fi to be spotty. And I was like, yo, that kind of sounds like they were just oh, the point. No. Like, I don't need Wi-Fi to be spy. And then all I'm thinking is like, oh, if that's a diss, 
Spotty Wi-Fi gotta go ham in the in the booth, man. Like, it's all on. This day, bro. He needs his own back to back, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he yeah. needs his ether, bro. Yeah. I'm yeah, hoping because me and Frank from Philly. So go ahead. Wait yeah. a sec. If he if he dropped an ether, yeah, crypto. Oh yeah. wow, yeah, that'd be pretty Stop. good. Yo, it's spotty. I'm like John Gotti. I got the body, body. <laughs> Let's go. Wow, spotty. Let's if go. He dropped go. Ethereum. That's his ether. That's crazy. Oh Yo. my god. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it wasn't any board on board ape on board ape hate though. Yeah. It's love in that nah, yeah, we need. It's all it love probably, in the community, bro. It's all love. And it's yeah, probably a shout out. Probably shout out. Yeah, it had to be. If it if it even was, because spotty Wi-Fi is a good play on words as it is. So I could see that being a different play on words as well. Right. We're jumping around a little bit. I have a couple questions. Andrew, I didn't I wanted you to get into what a ledger is. I want you yeah. to tell us about what ledger is. And then I have a, a few other topics to get to. And I wanted to tell you guys too the way that I wanted to frame this. Um, number one, this is what I was going to say about us getting together with a content marketing strategy. Um, my background mostly being in content marketing, digital marketing, stuff like that. There is, and I like, I wish I could like portray this with like th- just just the words I'm telling you isn't enough. The the opportunity for content in the crypto space right now is exploding. There's new projects happening all the time. And this is mostly why I got into crypto, to be completely honest. Of course, I'm interested in the blockchain. I'm interested in the decentralized currency, everything like that. Get it. Let's get it. But Buzzwords. as a content marketer, I'm looking into the opportunity, dude. Like I'm making videos about these NFT projects and they're blowing up. And right. it's literally like I'm the only person who's talking about the crypto bull society that's about to drop right now. It's yes, a new sir. project coming up. Not sure if you guys heard about it. It's a pretty big thing coming up. Um, but anyway, I don't really know about Ibis Chess Club. Yeah, dude, tons of opportunity right now. Um, okay, another way I wanted to frame this: the way I'm going to market this content. Um, we're going to be making individual clips talking about specific content, like talking about specific topics. So I wanted to kind of nail home down the list of a few key points. Um, Okay, number one, and I wanted Andrew to finish talking about the ledger, and then I'll get into my list of topics, but cool. No, dude, I don't have that bad ADD. You can speak. Um, what's the list of topics? And then I'll do the ledger. Nah, I wanted to, I wanted to hear what you were saying about the ledger, though, because we're, we're jumping around sure? a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, the moment I've been waiting for. So... <laughs> Our dude, Andrew's the man, dude. Andrew's the man, bro. Andrew feels like he's just been trying to be on a podcast for years. My whole like nobody life, asked dude. him yet, and now he's like, "Bro, it's a wrap, baby. We on the podcast." Honestly, yes. uh, you nailed it. I just had lunch, and I was telling this girl, "I'm like, I'm so excited." She's like, "I was asked to be on a podcast." I'm, I'm happy like, to have you on, bro. It's great to meet you, man. I feel the excitement, man, for real. Like, yeah, and I told her I why. It. I told her why. I was like, because I have a picture of a. I said monkey, but. We all know his actual name. I said, because I have a picture of a monkey that's worth like $200,000. And she's like, finally, a place to talk my shit. I got a $200,000 monkey. And then she's like, she she was like, she's in college, you know, long story, but she's, um, she's like, uh, oh yeah, I heard about NFTs. Like I can make my own and make a lot of money. And I was like, maybe I was like, are you an artist? And she's like, no. And I was like, well, then I mean, Oh. Be tough, but you know yeah, how are you gonna explain that right how are you gonna explain that one? yeah, yeah. Like, it's a lot to explain <laughs> yeah but yeah let's let's wind all the way back ledgers yes sir Perfect. so is it possible that i could um share screen yeah yeah here let me give you access uh yeah host me all right you're good 
All right. So, well, the first thing I'm going to do before I even share the screen is just explain the concept of the Nano X Ledger. And okay. this is the brand. Nano X is a brand. What we call our ledger is the loaded ledger. The loaded ledger is our product that we have sold and helped people get exposure to crypto. And it's just, it's blowing up right now. So what the loaded ledger is, is a diversified crypto portfolio that is as secure as a Swiss bank account, right? This little thing right here, this is the box. This is my ledger right here. This ledger is an cold wallet. So you have MetaMask, which is a ah, hot wallet. Okay. Right? Those wallets are susceptible to a lot of danger, mm. right? Whereas a cold wallet is offline. You can't access this wallet. The only way you could access this yes. wallet is if you had my 20 word seed code. And in order to get that, you would have to go through some very difficult procedures. That thing is locked away, stored in the deepest rungs of, of storage. Like there's no way to get my code. You can you have it like written down on a, on a, on a paper? old school piece of paper. Yeah. Okay. 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 An old school it's piece the deepest of, rung of, uh, of storage is probably on his desk sitting there just on a piece of paper. Honestly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Oh man, I got to hide that Frank. You just, you just did me dirty. Anyway, so, hey. you know, we're just kidding. So we, we do have um, a system where we get these nano or these ledgers and we put cryptocurrency on them into a diversified portfolio. So to wind it back for people who don't know anything about crypto, most people buy crypto off of Coinbase. Yeah. Is that what you have Coinbase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Coinbase is like almost like the Robin Hood, if you know what that is, of mm -hmm. cryptocurrencies. Like the most basic level. That it's cool. You can buy some crypto and you can have it, but you don't really even own the crypto. You're just kind of like Robin Hooding it from Coinbase. And it's just like not that secure. What if Coinbase were to get hacked? Anything could, could happen. You know, if you had a million dollars and we do have clients that have a million dollars worth of crypto, you're not storing it on Coinbase. You're not storing it on MetaMask. You're not storing it on crypto.com. That's insane. You need to store on the most secure thing possible, which is a ledger. So this thing right here is just a key. This, you could steal this from me. I could break this. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. This is just one of the um, keys that allows you to access the ledger. The, the passcode is really the code to it. And so what we also do at, at Palm and Cedar is we do estate planning. So we help people who have significant assets stored on a ledger with a procedure if something were to happen to them so that their estate could access the ledger and could properly distribute it to you know the heirs so there's a lot to think about in this space we frank and i talk about this all the time mm -hmm. it's the wild wild west some of the rules right. are written by us you know like mm -hmm. we can't ask anyone what the rules are because there is none so we're the ones saying okay you know if you're to pass then the, the tax laws that apply the safest, most conservative measure and approach is to consider it like property, where you would much rather inherit it than to be gifted it because you can get that step up basis in taxes, right? If you inherit something, then you inherit it at, the, at that market level. Whereas if you're gifted something, then your original basis is going to be what the person paid for it. You don't mm -hmm. want that. You want to inherit this. So my family, we all got these ledgers and they're all going to my little nephew, Jonah. So until I have my own kids. So that's the, the ledger. It's a very secure, safe way to store cryptocurrency and you could store NFTs, digital assets, et cetera. We prefer this Nano X, but there's plenty of companies out there, but 
what we do with our clients is right we get the their investment <clears throat> we put it onto the ledger for them in a diversified manner that's consistent mm -hmm. with their client portfolio with their goals with everything that we've talked about and invariably they have some shit coin they want us to put on there and you know we yeah we don't really rec recommend butt dick fart coin but if you love it you know we'll, we'll put it on there for you so <laughs> we do that so what, what i'll show you right now if you don't mind is um yeah yeah, yeah i'm gonna pull up just a ledger that we created, like, I don't even know, like a few weeks ago to show some clients. And you can just see, um, yeah, it's a asset allocation, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tron, Decentraland, Stellar, Matic, XRP. And this is not by any means our model portfolio. This was strictly a sample, but it's just to show someone. So now someone okay. who's you know, not that familiar with crypto. Let's say you, you're a great example. Mm -hmm. You like crypto. You don't want anything to do with it. You just give us, you know, we, we have contracts, of course, but we take care of the investment and then you end up with this on your computer and we give you this personal thing. We don't even keep it. We give you the code. We give you everything. We don't have anything. We're just consultants to help you set it up, right? But then you have your own diversified portfolio just like this and you actually go to the moon and then you ask us, Hey, I want more. And we, you know, through zoom, trust me, we do it with 60 year olds, 70 year olds. We can add crypto to their ledger from our offices and send it directly to them. And we just take, you know, a little bit and they go to the moon and it's been a, it's been a fun ride. Now cool. we do more than just the ledger, right? For people your age, they're very interested in NFTs. And the yes. reason why NFTs and crypto and they combine, it's like this. Bitcoin was around since like 2009, 2008 even, and it crushed it slowly for the last uh, decade and more. And a lot of people in our position kind of feel like they missed the wave, you know? There's not that many people who are like some of us that, you know, were dollar cost averaging along the way and now have very, um, you know, valuable ledgers. Most people are like, like you who've seen it, but they haven't really gotten to benefit from it. So in their eyes, they're like, oh, well, Bitcoin is at $70,000, $60,000. That's kind of crazy entry point for me. So for them, they're like, hmm, maybe I can do what Frank and Andrew did with the $1,200 ape and, and watch that go to the moon. So the reason is because NFTs are, are new. It's 2021. NFTs have only been around for like four or five years and really only been in the mainstream for like a few months. You know, Frank and I, as Frank told mm -hmm. you, we bought our first NFTs in February. It's not like we've been buying NFTs since the way, way, way beginning. But like I told you, it feels like it's been five years, right, Frank? Like, I feel like I've learned so much about NFTs. We were always involved in crypto and blockchain, but then it hit me with the NBA Top Shot. It hit me with Zed Run. And then fortunately, I was thankful for Frank who suggested very sternly, and I'll be forever grateful for this, that I buy a board ape and I'm like, I don't know, dude, this picture, $1,200 for this picture. And this is what Frank was like. He said, yeah, but look, even if it doesn't go up, the picture, the NFT is priced in Ethereum mm -hmm. and you believe in ether, you know, ether's going up. So mm -hmm. as long as the thing maintains that price and ether goes up, then it was like a trick on the market. I was like, all right, fair enough. Sold. I bought the thing. Now I have a quarter million dollar picture of an ape all because I took Frank's word for it. So like, you know, me, I've gotten 
super far deep into it. Like I, I, I know I listen, I follow, I talk to everyone. I'm a huge believer that the future is digital. Kids that are young grew up playing video games. For them, it's nothing. It's like the whole world has already been a metaverse. Yeah. For older people to get exposed to it, it's kind of foreign because they're like, they're used to playing outside and shit. Mm-hmm. We're on Zoom right now. This is normal for us. Right now, right. that's where Frank and I and Dan and Troy, that's exactly where we fit in. So we you guys help- see the opportunity of what's happening with crypto and NFT right now. You guys started this company. You're like, yo, this is still early as fuck. You guys already saw some, some huge gains from your own investments being early with NFTs. You guys both got into NFTs in April, was it? February. February, February. I bought the Snoop Dogg NFT and Frank bought the drippy um, Pink Panther. I think it was okay. a uh, Matt Gondek is an artist. I think he's out of LA and he, okay. dropped, uh, he dropped something oh. on, um, was it Nifty Gateway? Can you please pull up the Pig Panther somehow? I, I don't even own it anymore. I ended up selling it. Um, <laughs> they had like this like pink ooze. Because this is actually pretty I, cool. I was like NFTs, NFTs, NFTs. And I texted everyone I knew. I just, I stumbled upon it. it. It was brilliant to me. And then Frank and Dan were the only two people that were like, yeah, hell yeah. So we jumped <laughs> on board. We started buying random shit. Frank bought the drippy pink thing. I was buying... um. Snoop Dogg song and Dan bought and some NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot was a big one too. Um, yeah, NBA we, Top Shot. We do very hard into Top Shot because Top mm-hmm. Shot was on the run. And uh, unfortunately, it was like, I think pretty much February, March was when we first started getting in. And that I'm was like- $3,000. Stop acting like I'm Top down Shot. a whole fortune. I mean, but Top <laughs> Shot was at its peak when we first got in. And, um, you know, I'm still oh, active in Top Shot. Okay. Um, but okay. for- definitely our our best i mean it's kind of hard to beat that kind of percent gain yeah but top shop to this day i promise you me and frank say this all the time like yo that's gonna be our moon bag because Mm. think about it that's the original sports collectible like it's like getting the honus wagner card in the bubble room it's so early and we have pictures of we have videos of lebron james like imagine in 30 years when lebron james is old and he's on tv and they're like dude Look at this NFT. I got it. No way. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's how all those early NFTs are, right? And dude, yes. NFL was talking about coming out with an NFT. I'm going to be first in line, dude. Yeah. NFL, every sport I'm saying. that comes out, first right. in line. And so that's the thing. Oh, like, God. so I'm still early with this, right? But I, I tell people, I talk to people, like I understand the game and I'm talking to people and I'm like, listen, bro, like you can say whatever the hell you want about NFTs. Like, you know, I'll, I'll talk to people. I talk to everybody about it, right? I've been very, I've been very excited about it. And I'll talk to people about them and- I'll tell them like, dude, NFTs are the future. NFTs are huge. And people say, oh, I don't understand. They give me the whole copy and paste JPEG argument, yeah. right? Yeah, and copy and, and paste and, that shit to the bank, boy. You know what I'm saying? Right, that's what I'm saying, bro. You can't tell me <laughs> you <can't> that. <laughs> but that's what I explain to them. I explain to them, listen, like, you're going to see Disney come out with an NFT. You're going to see your favorite artists come out with an NFT. Yeah. You're going to see artists come out with NFTs. The music industry, and this Everything. is spotty Wi-Fi, what, what he had to say is absolutely a game changer for artists okay it is historically impossible for artists to make any money off of their mp3 dude there's a meme that was like it was like my song got streamed a million billion times on spotify and then they had a half of a penny bro i'm telling you out of out of the tens of thousands of streams i'll get it's literally like i'll get like a few hundred bucks oh well send me the link dog i'll run that shit up i appreciate you i will NFTs yeah. are definitely uh, putting the power back in the hands of the artists, which yep. is awesome to see um, because a lot of like, you know, um, 
the, the big corporate, you know, universal music group, stuff like that. They have these artists who are young, hungry, sign contracts. And the next thing you know, they're handcuffed and all their, you know, music yeah. rights are owned by these groups. So I completely yeah. agree with you. It's yeah, a game man, and it's predatory, right? So the music, the music industry is 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 has is historically extremely predatory, right? Yep. They'll give you, they'll give an artist like you know a million bucks, whatever, to to basically have them on the label one because they see ten million on the back end, and two so that they can shelf them, so that they can push their other investments, so that they have less market impression share. You know what right. I mean? And so they're basically just manipulating the entire game by like, you know, promising kids that are like bright eyed and bushy tailed that like are coming from like poverty. And they're just like, oh, my God, you think I'm going to be a star? You, you, you know, you said the million word and then bam, that's it. And then like their, their wealth is completely taken from them. Like the whole situation with Taylor Swift recently, her all of her rights being signed over to fucking Justin Bieber's manager. Yep. Scooter Braun? Scooter Braun. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, a yeah. boss, man. That dude Scooter getting bread, dog. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I he definitely is. But that's so, what Michael Jackson did. Michael Jackson heard about all Eminem songs. Yep. Did he, really? no. did he? That's what, maybe that was a rumor back. See, I'm I'm aging myself, but that was a yeah. rumor back in my day that Eminem dissed Michael Jackson in a song. So Michael Jackson bought the rights to his whole <laughs> Yeah. So so guys, so like I said, I have a lot of different topics I wanted to talk about in, in, in like a sort of sequential manner. Um, Frank, tell me what you think about MetaHero. The Pixel Vault uh, yeah. project? Okay. Uh, I own one. I'm in a partnered NFT wallet that also owns one. Um, I currently own four planets. I have a Pixel Vault Founders DAO token. Uh, the wallet that I'm a partner with also has another planet. Uh, I am big on Pixel Vault. I think uh, okay. G and that whole crew, um, Chris Wall, the artist who's also worked on, um, you know, uh, what's what's uh, what's the big? Um, why is why am I drawing a blank, Andrew? I'm ready with the question. Chris Wall, the, he uh, he was an artist uh, in the comics for oh, the uh, Marvel. Thank you, Marvel. Um, he, he, you know, the, the artwork is phenomenal. What they're doing then over the next six to eight weeks, I think is going to be huge. They're going to be introducing, uh, staking with the meta hero, um, and staking with the punks comic issue. Number one, mm-hmm. uh, I am big on the next six to months, six, to 12 months of meta hero and anything pixel vault that's coming out. Um, they have done a really good job at rewarding their, uh, you know, early adopters, um, and I think that's going to continue. Uh, I personally do not own a Pixel Vault Punks comic issue number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I burnt mine for the Pixel Vault Founders DAO. Uh, as of right now, it's been kind of like, uh, you know, the Founders DAO, I think the last I saw it was at 2.7 Ethereum. Um, and I think the Punks comic, I think is about 6.5 Ethereum. So it's been a little bit of a hit, but, uh-huh. um, Believing in Pixel Vault and what they're doing, I am not worried about it whatsoever. I'm happy to hold one of those Founders DAO tokens. Um, you know, uh, Fuck Render was the one who did the actual artwork on it. The artwork's fire. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm very high on MetaHero and the future of that. And if they do what they're trying to do, which is basically be the Marvel universe, uh, Marvel universe of the metaverse, Damn. Um, I think it's going to be huge. I think it's 
Yo, See, this, wait. This, yeah, that's what I love about these projects, man. There's so many different things that they're doing. So like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're investing, like you're, you, you know, it's, it's like the same as you would invest in a company. You're investing in like what you believe that they're going to build. Now, you're exactly. gonna, you know what I mean? And like in so many ways, they are a company, right? But it's just, it's just it has such a unique edge that I've never really seen in, in the investment yeah. world. Um, I'm not sure if you saw, um, there was an issue. There was an exploit with one of their contracts with the Moondow token. Um, they addressed that right away. G-Funk came out. So they've been very transparent. Um, which I love a lot of these other NFT projects. Well, not a lot of them, but some of them out there, um, you know, there's anonymous, um, anonymous like developers who won't even tell you who they are. Um, you know, they're not really transparent w- with what they're doing with the funds of the sales of the NFTs where Pixel Vault and that whole entire crew has been very transparent from the beginning. And that's something that I look for when, you know, recommending an NFT to anybody is, you know, look at the developers, look at the utility of the NFT and, you know, how active are the developers and the, the founders basically in the NFT and crypto communities. And that's right. one team that's phenomenal and hit, they check every box basically. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm holding everything six to 12 months from now. I'm, I'm very high on what they're going to be doing. Sweet dude. Very cool. Very cool. Now I had to ask it. What do we think about Sheba? Um, I got into Sheba, I got into Sheba in Andrew. When I when did I start texting everybody? About you got into Sheba when it was on Hotbit. That yeah. I, wait, Hotbit? Yeah, Hotbit was the Hotbit.io. Me and Frank got into it the same day. It was like February or March. We got into it, and while the OGs of Sheba, dude. So while like, there was um. Yeah, while there was percent gains to be made then, I am personally not telling anybody to invest any money into Shiba right now that they're not willing to completely lose. Okay. Um, while it's still pretty low and definitely has a chance to run um, a little bit more, it's something where you know that initial pop and that initial percent gain of, of hundreds, if not thousands of percents, you're you kind of missed the boat on that one so right i basically what i'm telling people is if you know if you're trying to get into to uh you know crypto and you're looking for that home run play maybe throw a little bit into shiba but you know if you're looking long term i personally don't think it's a coin that you know you want to hold in your wallet right so my question is like you know, if you invest in a, if you invest in a, in a, in a stock, for example, a, a certain, a certain business that you believe is going to do well, right. You yeah. invest a certain sum of money because you believe in the company it has some sort of actual value. It's backed by something, right? Sure. It could right. still go to zero, but it's a business that brings in an income from sales of goods and indoor services. Right. Yep. What, what the fuck is Shiba? Like, is it, it doesn't, it's not anything, right. Am, am I wrong? They're like trying, it's a meme, they're trying no? to, uh, I believe what they're trying to do with Shiba is do um, basically a swap, uh, basically where you're going to be able to swap coins and they're trying to build that platform. Uh, I think it's going through, they're going through the processes of doing all of that, which, which could be successful. Uh, However, with, you know, Uniswap, Pancake, SushiSwap, those are the, those are the platforms that I, uh, you know, am telling people like the, those are the ones that I kind of like over something like a Shiba. Okay. I think long-term wise, uh, Sushi is one of my favorites um, for sure. But, you know, Pancake, Uniswap, they're not, they're not going anywhere either. Right. So, so I have some, I have some interesting thoughts about Shiba and obviously me, Frank and Dan, we 
I mean, Fred, you can't hate on Shiva as a as an individual because of oh, what it's done for us. But we I agree. Put money off of Shiva. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's make that very clear. Like we okay. bought Shiva so early and long ago, and we sold some, we kept some. Like I have no hard feelings for Shiba, okay. but this is my opinion on the matter. It's like they they started off as a Dogecoin killer, meaning like Dogecoin was the original meme coin, which was made as a joke, but it became valuable because it had a little bit of utility, and then like. That's just the way the world works, you know. And what it was the utility valuable. Dogecoin had? What did it? What okay, the, the utility? original utility that Dogecoin had was that it was so inexpensive that it was a good way to tip content producers like you. So there's some decentralized apps like Hyper is one, and there's there's a few others. But people let you make videos, and you're like, oh, that's a dope video. Let me tip them the smallest amount ever, a Dogecoin. Uh... Dude, that's kind of how Bitcoin started. If you think about it, like right. there's means of like, it's like first place, a hundred dollars, second place, $50, third place, 500 Bitcoins, LOL. Right. right. It started off as a little joke like that. So Dogecoin had its little, its little run as a meme coin. It, it did huge. It, it became a top 10 coin in terms uh, of market cap. Uh, and then Shiba coin, just like, you know, that it was just a copycat of Doge. Shiba okay. literally was a Dogecoin. They did their, they branded as a, as a Dogecoin killer. Now that comes from the, the sentiment in the industry of Ethereum killer. There's so many coins that they claim to be Ethereum killers in the sense that like, they're going to be able to take over the smart contract capacity. Like Solana is one that you hear about yeah. a lot right now, yeah. right? So they kind of take that same concept. We're going to be a Dogecoin killer. I, me and Frank just bought it because we're like, yo, this shit is booming right now. And it's only listed on Hotbit.io. And then we had to transfer it to our trust wallet. Like, there's a lot of shit. But now it's listed on every app. Even when I had to upgrade my, my crypto.com app today, by the way, aside, shout the fuck out to crypto.com for taking over the Staples Center. And I'm one of the OG supporters of crypto.com. That's where I bought my Snoop Dogg NFT app. I got tons of CRO, crypto.com coin. I am so proud of crypto.com because I live here in Miami where we have the FTX center. My dog, Sam Bankman fried he's like four years younger than me, but five times cooler than me. Like these are people I really admire. So crypto.com coin killing it. And like, yeah, man, when we had Shiba, it was like a novelty. It was like super new. Now it's listed on every app. When I signed up for crypto.com today, it said by BTC, ETH and Shib. I can't yeah. make it. It listed Shiba as like one of the top three. So now Shiba has literally killed Doge in the sense that it surpassed Doge in, in market cap. Now it fell right back. So Doge and Shiba are like neck and neck right now. Like mm -hmm. Elon Musk, if he tweets out, fuck Doge, go Shiba, Doge is yeah. dead and Shiba to the moon. Like that's the risk you take with the coin like Shiba. Yeah. Now, the thing that Frank mentioned is, okay, they're, they're starting to become a decentralized exchange. Well, that's a, an occurrence that happens when you get a lot of money right? Like they made it, they're killing it. So now all of a sudden they're almost quote unquote, quote, 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 too big to fail. Do I really believe they're too big to fail? Maybe not. Like anyone could fail in this space, but they at least have surpassed that. Like you can't straight up call them a shit coin anymore. If they're listed on every app, people are buying into it. So like, you know, my opinion mm. on Shiba coin is like, yeah, I would get a loaded ledger and put some Shiba on it. Fuck it. Why not? You don't want right. to miss the boat, but I would still maintain the majority of my assets. I like Ethereum, obviously. You're crazy not to have some exposure to Bitcoin. And then, you know, I'm big on the digital worlds like Decentraland and Sandbox. I'm very big on the gaming coins like Engine and um, uh, Man. No, yeah, Man, I guess, is kind of a gaming, gaming coin too. And then, 
you know, things that are related to NFTs, like Solano. Um, I like uh, Chainlink. I like Matic, a big fan of Matic. Zed Run is on Matic. So like okay. that, that's intriguing to me. Um, yeah, there's a lot of coins I like, but you can see by the way I talk about coins, I tend to like top 20 coins, coins that have established themselves that are, you know, they're, they're here to stay. Whereas a lot of people want to buy shit coins. Like I couldn't make this up. My brother and his friends hit me up to get into crypto for the first time when we were just starting the business. And I tried to tell them X, Y, Z. They just wanted to throw a couple hundred bucks at it. Like you, you know, like your friends. So what did they throw a hundred bucks at? I tried to talk them out of it. They didn't listen. Safe moon and cum rocket, AKA cummies. So I have, you know, I'm managing a trust wallet that has like a sh- like oh millions God. of cummies and safe moon in it. That shit's worth like 624 bucks. Now, is there a chance that that little trust wallet will be worth a shit ton of money someday? Maybe, dude, because Shiba and Doge have kind of proven that like, yes, there's some coins out there that have ultimate utility. And yes, there's some NFTs that have ultimate roadmaps, but there's also some just like, you know, fucking you catch so then the ask, So yeah. then tell me, so, so what, so that's my question. Like, what is- so I'm neutral positive on Shiba. Let me just say that. I'm neutral, neutral positive. positive. So I'm saying like, my question that like I'm I'm still kind of trying to understand and learn for myself. What is the utility other than the swap behind Shiba? Like, is it literally it's like payment? It's just it's it stands for money. What's okay. the utility of a dollar bill, bro? Okay, okay. It's just a yeah. way to pay people, and now people it's are the same exact thing. I mean, why AMC. why Shiba as opposed to anything else? Well, just, AMC just, just announced they're accepting Shiba, and a okay. lot of it has to do with like the speed of transaction and how mm. little the gas fees are. I was an early proponent uh, of Stellar. I was an early proponent of Stellar because Stellar is quick and easy. It's it's cheap and it's fast. But it's so like if people start using Shiba, like yeah. if people start really adopting Shiba and like genuinely mm. using it, that's what you're talking about. So the point mm. is, people. So people are using Bitcoin a ton. Bitcoin is, a ton and Ethereum. It's valuable. Is that the reason why Bitcoin you would say is more valuable than another one? Or yeah, Bitcoin is the most ubiquitous. Bitcoin is the okay. first mover. Bitcoin has the biggest market cap. Bitcoin is everyone's mouth. Bitcoin is almost synonymous with crypto. Now, okay. as Frank and I will tell you, we're NFT guys. Ethereum is the coin. Like more ETH, more life. Like Frank, what do you think? Ethereum. Ethereum? Love Ethereum. Yeah, I, mean, I think Bitcoin. Bitcoin's more of a storage of wealth at this point. Um, it's it's not. There's not really that much utility, I would say, in, in Bitcoin versus like an Ethereum where, you know, you can actually build build things on Ethereum, on the, on the Ethereum network, stuff like that. Okay, yeah. um, Bitcoin, you know, we kind of compare to people well, buying gold. Um, it's just a storage of wealth right. um, basically that, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's... It's almost no different than, than, a, than, a, than a ape at this point. It's mm, like you have right. a Bitcoin, you're the man. Right, you know? yeah. right. If you have one Bitcoin, you essentially have 60 G's. Like, yeah, that makes sense. No, that was and enlightening. I, that made a lot of sense. Okay. And I think that the Shiba, the Shiba hype is just coming from people who have basically made themselves overnight millionaires because they got in in December of last year, January of last year. And, you know, regular people are seeing that and, you know, they're seeing the percent gains of Shiba. And that's kind of, you know, exactly you know, why Shiba is just blowing up and people are just FOMOing into it right now. Yeah. And a lot of people are, Shiba, dude. I like Shiba. So high, but I, I do think a lot of people long-term are going to get burnt by Shiba. That's yeah. just my personal opinion because right. they're well, buying. The problem too, is that people don't understand that, that what it is to be an investor. 
it's a long-term proposition. You talk to any financial advisor, they'll tell you this is a 10-year strategy. You talk to anyone getting into crypto, right. you're like, how can I make money in 32 days? Oh, wait, sorry, I need it in 17. I'm pulling everything out. We're like, yo, like, remember the plan, bro. So like, if you look at the Bitcoin and Ethereum, people have lost so much money in crypto because they have bought at highs and sold at lows. The most common adage in, in financial planning and advising is buy low, sell high. But what does everyone do? They buy high and sell low because they, they, they get panic. in the hype. They panic. Yeah. yeah. And then start like, dude, if you have just been, and if, if you can like, uh, you, you know, you're, you're a content guy, record this and just clip this up. If you want to make money in cryptocurrency, you should follow the strategy of dollar cost averaging every week, put a few hundred dollars into a few of your favorite cryptos, stick to the main ones, Bitcoin, and Ethereum. But if you hear about some coin that's interesting or is going to pop for some reason, then sure, just buy some of it. But dollar cost averaging means use the same dollar amount every week. So if Ethereum's going up, it doesn't mean buy less Ethereum or buy more Ethereum. It could. It just means put in $200 into Ethereum every week. If you had done that for the past year, you would be very wealthy. If you had done that for the past decade, you would be a millionaire, multi-millionaire. And will that strategy work in the future? Absolutely. But you got to ride it out through the good times and the bad. Just continue with that strategy, dollar cost averaging into crypto, a diversified portfolio. And once you start getting good at that, you can kind of do the same thing with NFTs. And that's what Frank and I have done. We didn't just pick one NFT project, the Bored Apes, and go to the moon. You know, we were buying different ones and experimenting on different things. And Thankfully, one of them hit it big and some of the other ones hit it as well. It's the same thing with crypto. You want to have diversified exposure. So if you're going to dollar cost average, I wouldn't recommend doing it into one crypto, but into a diversified portfolio. So you have exposure just in case, hey, I might add some Shiba, add 20 bucks of Shiba a week. It's not, not going to hurt you, but it's, it's the strategy. It's the game winning strategy. And that's what I recommend more than anything. Big thing that we tell our clients too is, you know, crypto is not for the faint of heart. That's kind of one of our disclaimers. It's not your typical stock market where, you know, oh, you know, you know, let's check out your, your, you know, your year over. Okay. You're up 8%. 8% in the crypto world is like, it could be an hour of time. I'm up 26% you know? on CRO since 12 a.m. So it's not for the faint of heart, but he, so he's up 26%. But I'm tomorrow, gonna that number up. Don't fucking quote me. That's the round. I don't, no, okay, but I'm, I'm just making a point. Yeah. But tomorrow, CRO could go down thirty percent, and like, it's it's just it fluctuates. It's a lot more of a volatile um, environment than your typical stock market. So that's one of the disclaimers. Is like, listen, this isn't for the faint of heart. You could plug in your your uh, ledger, and you know you might see you're down twenty percent over the past twenty four hours. You also might plug it in, and you could be up sixty percent. But the, the biggest thing that we tell them, and like Andrew said, is this is a long-term play. If you look at your ledger every hour on the hour, you are going to drive yourself insane with the right. amount of fluctuation. Yeah. But so you're still going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, that fundamentally, what makes the crypto market so much different than the stock market in your own words? Like, like what, what, what about it makes it more a little more volatile? What makes it so much different? Oh, uh, Andrew, you want to take that one? Yeah, absolutely. One, the stock market has been around for hundreds of years. The stock market crashed in 1929. It crashed in 1980s. It crashed in 2008. Like 
it's not that different. It's just the, the cryptocurrency market. Like when you look at it in a, in a century from now, it's not going to look as volatile as you think. It's just, we're in the early, early stages of something. Of course, there's going to be drastic swings. We're at the point right now where Elon Musk can literally say, I'm taking a poof and I don't like Bitcoin and it would go down. <laughs> like, I'm, no, I'm not kidding. If he yeah. tweeted that, it would go down tremendously. It's yeah. just, there's not enough adaptation in the so that any little swing can swing it drastically but if you see the oh, screen i'm sharing right here right. like look this is it, it, it cruise along right here Damn. and look this look at this this looks like no volatility right i'm going to tell you something me ad the kid ad the, the mogul i lost money around here when i first uh, got interested in bitcoin i bought it like 600 because mm. my friend couldn't make this up he was an md mba i was doing my jd mba he was doing his md mba he was buying drugs off a of silk road which was a yeah a good doctor right he was buying freaking drugs off of the internet and the only way you could pay for drugs was on bitcoin and he told me he was like dude these coins are going up you should buy some I'm like, all right cool i bought some i was a graduate student i have any money i bought some for like thousand dollars i got like 1.4 coins i know how crazy is that and then it went down to like 350 bucks and i sold it and i was like dude and at the same time my professor in business school said bitcoin is a scam get out like someone asked him what do you think about bitcoin he said it's a scam run away as fast as you can so my professor said that my bitcoin had gone from 650 to 350 and i'm like yeah this shit's a scam peace right so and, and if you look at it right here like you can't even tell there was any volatility and then 2017 we remember it went all the way up to like 20,000. people were buying in including me i was all the way up in here and then down here shit was looking super duper bleak and it was getting kind of tough and then around at this point, and the reason I'm showing Bitcoin is because the whole crypto market tends to follow Bitcoin in a lot of ways. Around this time, it was when the pandemic started and I was like day trading mostly. I was day trading, but I still held a lot of my crypto. And then I started realizing, I'm like, dude, I'm getting so much anxiety buying as a pattern day trader. I'm getting so much anxiety buying and selling stocks every day. Meanwhile, my crypto portfolio is just going up, up, up and up. So I said, I pretty much went full-time into crypto. And then as I was going into crypto, um, I came introduced to NFTs and it's just been like a super interesting ride, but I'm not going to be one to tell you that. Like I bought here and I cashed out here. It's been a lot of like lost money here, made some money here, lost money there. But this is just the Bitcoin price. All these other coins have come around like, you know, a lot, uh, a lot differently. Like, um, I don't know what's one we could look at anyone they've you know they've come around very very recently so there's so much question like how crazy is this chart right here this thing wasn't doing anything all year and then in one day it went to freaking crazy like it's just insane but that's why it's so risky because by the same way it can go all the way up like look at this what if you were here on this day you know i don't even know what coin this is but my point is that the difference between the stock market and the cryptocurrency market at first is the duration. It's only been 10 years, 13 years. The second thing is that it's so much more uncertainty. Like with a stock, you have all these formal SEC regulated right. disclosures. You can look at their annual reports. Like with these projects, crypto, you have to trust, you know, the white paper, the team, and NFTs even more. Frank and I have learned that more than anything in this space is a lot of it comes down to the team behind the project and just trusting that the team is going to do whatever it takes and that the technology is going to be um, 
you know, useful. But can't stress this enough, man. Wild, wild west. It's crazy out here. It's wild to think about. That's wild, wild to think about. about. Think about it. It's like the stock market just got introduced in, you know, yeah. That's a good point. No, I appreciate the way that you approach that. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Now it's funny. I had the thought of you, you know, we've all seen those, uh, those, you know, finance documentaries of the, the, the multiple crashes that have happened over the years. And they have the, that graph of the stock market since the, the, the beginning. And there's right. like, you know, the, the, or, you know, and then you just have like the value of, you know what I mean? It's like, it starts off super yeah. small, the same way we just looked at Bitcoin. Right now. Do you think multiple years from now, let's say, let's, let's call it, let's really look at it 40 years from now. I'm trying to make predictions. I'm bold. I've been, I drink a whole yingling, man. What's up? <laughs> 40, 50 years from now, <laughs> 40, 50 years from now, looking at a Bitcoin chart. Yeah. Do you think that 60,000 that we're seeing now in 40 years will seem super small as though it's flatlining? In 40 years, dude. Holy smokes, man. I mean, 40 years might be too long. I th I'm just saying if you have a Bitcoin in 10 years, one Bitcoin, you will be a millionaire. I can very confidently claim that. If you, you have, have if you have one Bitcoin in 10 years, you're confidently claiming no doubt you'll be a millionaire. Yeah, mark me on that. I'm going to say that one Bitcoin in 10 years will be worth $1 million per Bitcoin and one Ethereum in 10 years will be worth $100,000 per Ethereum. I in 10 years? That feeling. 10 years. What, you're going to quote okay. me on that? Put it on, okay. put, it on, put it on record. 10 years, ETH at 100, Bitcoin at 1 million. And the reason I say that damn, is just because the adaptation, man, like you're a smart guy with a lot of success and you have zero crypto. And it's not going the opposite way. Now, there is the risk that some other coin will overtake Bitcoin or Ethereum. But to me, I believe that they're like the Google and the Amazon. Like, they're way too big to fail at this point. Right, so, like, right. I would put all my money on me. If you were just someone who was a 10-year planner and you put, you tripled down on Ethereum, you're going to win. You've, I've been right. saying that for a long time. Yeah, Dude, I didn't even expect want. to get that kind of sauce right now, but like I got yeah. a game plan for my investment portfolio. I, you know what I mean? On some real shit. I mean, but that, at the same you, time, you it to me very clearly. Time, I'm not even lying. Look, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I was in financial planning. I'm a series 766, 215. I have life insurance. I have a mutual fund. I have a, um, SE, a SEP, a self-employed pension plan. Like I have a lot of my ducks in a line so I can afford to be creating a digital asset portfolio. I would never tell anyone out there, like take your whole investment and, and go into cryptocurrency. I would say, you got to speak with a professional like me or Frank that could really see like, okay, how much debt do you have? Are you trying to buy a house? How much disposable income do you have to invest? And have you taken care of the most important things? I'll be the first one to tell you, if you have a kid and you don't have life insurance, I'm not putting your money into cryptocurrency. Like mm -hmm. that's wild because that, that little piece of Ethereum is not going to support your family. And mm -hmm. if you do put a lot of money onto a ledger, I'm going to make sure that we have an estate plan, you know, who's it going to go to if something were to happen. So like, you know, I'm a little bit more conservative because of just my background in law and finance, but most people in this space will tell you like, Oh, digital assets are the future, put all your money in this and you're going to go to the moon. Now I'm saying, I do think Bitcoin is going to a million. Ethereum is going to a hundred thousand in the next 10 years. Those are the two main coins that have the biggest mover advantage. And I can't see them in the next decade going anywhere, but there, but I would still also tell you diversify outside of digital assets. Frank and I are not here to take money away from your other investments. 
we're here to take extra money that you have to invest after you've done proper financial planning. And then it's still speculative. It's still risky. I'm still confident it's going there. <laughs> Good shit, man. Frank? Frank, you got anything for us? Uh, I, no, I think uh, I, I'm going to say in 10 years, it's kind of hard to speculate in this space, especially because like, I mean, February from February until now in this space feels like it's been about 10 years. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, just space, I made 10 years worth of money, bro. It's, the space moves so like so fast in, in crypto and NFT space that, you know, 10 years from now, Bitcoin and Ethereum, I do think will still be around. I think Bitcoin, I'm going to say 500,000 and I'm going to say Ethereum 60K. That's what I'm going to say right around there. But who only Damn. knows with who knows within 10 years what other project and what other coin is going to pop up and the utility of it's going to be. Okay. Um, so it's very and hard to speculate. A lot of regulation by the countries and a lot very of competition. USD, US, the government's going to come out with their own coin. There's going to be a lot of, you know, of competition. But my feeling is like it's hard to stop the beast. And Bitcoin is in everyone's mind. Like people to this day, they don't say <laughs> cryptocurrency. They say Bitcoin. And yeah. if you're thinking NFTs, you're thinking Ethereum. So it's like those two huge advantages in my mind. I, I would I would bet on them. Like I would bet on Facebook 10 years ago. I would bet mm. on Google 10 years ago. Like I think those are good companies to bet on. And by that same token, I would bet on companies like OpenSea. I'd bet on companies like Coinbase. Mm. Mm. You know, I'd bet on mm. heavy movers in the in blockchain. And, and, yeah. Oh, yep. You already know how I feel about crypto. <laughs> that's like, yo, code. That's that's like I thought they were gonna name it the Kobe Bryant Center, and they named it the Crypto.com. That was wild, bro. I saw that. It's just like holy shit, and that's just a crazy thing in the crypto space in general, bro. Just just the whole, you know, what I'm every saying? boxing like, match has Crypto.com on the like. Man, um, Floyd Mayweather with Ethereum T-shirt. Seventy six. Philadelphia 76ers have a Crypto.com logo patch here. As Andrew mentioned, FTX Center is in Miami, uh, you know, yeah. Miami. So we're seeing. They're they gave out the um, cryptocurrencies. Yeah. That was the it's giveaway. It's been the stream yeah. over the, I would say even over the past year than, you know, ever before. So it's crypto and NFTs are becoming household names. And it's the transition I think is going to happen very sooner than people think. And, and crypto uh, is still not really super mainstream at least for the most part not even right. close dude right. how mainstream right. is if someone like you who does a nft podcast doesn't even have that much crypto like it's the opposite of mainstream and yeah. here we are in a world where inflation is like six percent and crypto is going to you know up that it's like dude people got it i think people say oh it's too risky to invest in crypto Mm -hmm. My response is it's too risky not to invest in crypto. Right. You are going to get stuck holding on to fossils when yeah. there's a future, you know, like it's insane. paper hands out here. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I will say NFTs to me, like that's why Frank and I are, are successful. And Dan, because and Troy, because all four of us, the second we were explained by someone intelligent, the concept of NFTs, there was no denying what its its value and, and use was like to me, crypto is a harder is a harder argument. It's like, why do we need all these different payment systems? Why can't we just use Bitcoin? You right. know, I don't really, that's a fair argument. Now, NFTs, it's like you were saying with Spotify Wi-Fi and the music or any artist. One, it, 
it's the permanency of it. Like yeah. I have artwork that could get destroyed at any time, but if right. it's on the blockchain, it's forever. The other thing which Spotty was talking about is the residual, the residual that the artist can retain in their work. In yep. the past, if you sold a piece of art for $5 and then it gets resold for a million, right. the artist doesn't get any downstream commission. Right. But in NFTs, you put into the smart contract at any time it's resold, you get your commission. Now the artist will forever get compensated for the resale of their work. And it's just like, yep. it just makes so much sense to me. Yeah. And when people come to me with these like arguments of like copy and paste or like, uh, it's not even this or that, I'm like, man, what are you talking about? Like, right. I just like, we're like, what are you talking about? dude? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so, so the utilities of these things, right. Uh, just the, the overall adaptation for these coins is still so early, right? Gary V had course. a great point. Once, once apps start being built on the blockchain, of course, right. Everything yep. will be it's on the blockchain. Over. Video it's games, over. music, yes. video games. You're going to own, dude, we as board ape owners, they just came out the board ape video game where we get to play with our apes against other apes. Like it's going down. I'm throwing yeah. bananas. Yeah. Everyone, bro. Like, <laughs> the future is here. Movies, everything yeah. is for, it's in everyone's best interest for blockchain to exist. And we live in a virtual world. We've been living in it for a while. Like people are like, yeah. oh, what's the best? Like, dude, how much would you pay for a blue check? That's what Gary Vee always says. That's his big example. Mm. For a blue check next to your Instagram, people are like, oh, I'd pay a lot of money. What the fuck is a blue check? It's right. a fucking it digital check. Do for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. thing. Or like people who buy the skins in Fortnite. It's Why social are you credits. The so NFT is... It's social Our credits. There's utility behind it too, sure, but it is predominantly well, the social aspect. It's a, there's both because I, that's why I like certain different projects. Like, right, board apes are literally a, a Rolex. Like I told you, I showed the girl yeah, my board apes at lunch. You know, that's facts. just it's a, that's a straight flex. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zed Run, utility. Zed Run, you can race horses. Like Zed Run is a fire project. Right, I've owned right. a few horses and raced them. Like there's a lot of projects with utility. Like my project that my company is coming out with is a chess club, and so people are going to be able to have pieces and play chess with the pieces, and you know all sorts of utility can be gleaned. And as the space develops, more businesses like mine and more people and more companies will figure out how to incorporate the utility. But the main utility is the community, the club aspect. Yeah. Like let's say you have a business, right? Nike. Nike's right. creates NFTs, which are, you know, they're checks. They're fucking check marks. Now, anyone who has a Nike check mark gets priority anytime a, a shoe is dropped. They get every three months, they get sent the new, you know, best player of the week fucking poster. Like whatever the fuck it is, it's a fan club. But in the past, you had to like literally own some ridiculous physical thing to show that you owned it. Right. Now it's on the blockchain. One last thing I'll say while I'm rambling is ENS accounts, ENS domains, dot yeah. ETH. Come on, man. You got to get yourself a dot ETH. I just bought and I just bought Christmas trees dot ETH because Christmas is coming. And now if you want to be a Christmas tree supplier and you want to get people who are going to sell right to your wallet, Christmas trees dot ETH, you're going to be selling it to my wallet. Right. Mm. And me and Frank got dropped and Dan Intro, the whole company, we got dropped because we own digital asset advisors dot ETH. Our company is called Palm and Cedar. It's a biblical quote. The righteous will flourish like the palm tree and grow strong like the cedar in Lebanon. Mm -hmm. But our, our handle is digital asset advisors, digital asset advisors .eth. By just owning that ENS domain and .eth is like the new .com. By just owning .eth, we were dropped ENS tokens that were like 
twenty thousand dollars worth of free any money. dot ETH, any dot ETH, anyone who owned a dot ETH. I'm going right now, bro. I'm no, going so they right. about well, it's the the oh, free okay. They had basically what they did was they did a uh, a formula that um, on the thirty first of October they they did a snapshot of all the NFT accounts that had a um, ENS domain name in their account, and okay. basically what they wanted to do was reward the early adopters of it. Oh. So they did a it might happen again. I'm I'm thinking it'll happen again. Frank doesn't, but I it could. so I uh, could I build my money. website around it? Could I like I could have my website no. on dot ETH? It's I know you're so basically what the, the domain name is, it's strictly for your wallet. So okay. basically, you know, you know, like basically your your um your wallet, basically your wallet ID is like what is it? Andrew? Six seven three nine eight two eight four. It's like zero X, and then it has a bunch of different like letters and numbers after it, and that's like a long phrase. Okay. The dot E replaces that, so you don't have to. If you go to send crypto or an NFT to a a, a domain name with an ENS account, I could type in Christmas trees dot E, and it would and send. So Andrew, instead of having zero <laughs> X, D nine four seven eight, whatever it is. Oh. So it's basically like your wallet's address. Your wallet, your wallet exactly. Yes. Okay. But I, the future is going towards being able to actually have websites built on dot dot ETH. Now, if you were going to build a crypto website, hundred percent dot io. Dot io is just like it means like a Indian Oceans. I think it just somehow you know random shit happens. It's okay. Just taking, it's just taken over as like the the stamp, like that IO is legit in the dot IO was has been around for a minute. Yeah. That was around no, in the marketing just, space for years. Like marketing companies would have it. Like uh, you know, this marketing this marketing company a, that trained us had moving mountains.io. They had it for a long time, but now there's a reason why, because I think it's like not governed by anyone or something. Like IO Indian Oceans, it's like no country oh. actually governs it. So I think that is why, and you know, in this space, it's all about decentralization, dApps. Like I'm getting a new phone ordered. My new phone's coming in probably tomorrow, bro. I'm only downloading decentralized apps. Like I'm all for this. Like it's a revolution, man. It's going to start being big. It's going to start being big. It's a revolution, man. Just having crypto is a revolution. I think you own some Bitcoin. You're revolting against the archaic system of banking. You own a board ape NFT. You're a bad motherfucker. That's just the way I <laughs> Guys, this was awesome, man. Does anybody have anything that they want to wrap up with? Any like Frank, you, you have anything you want to say real quick? Uh, yeah, real quick. I actually got to get to the airport. So thank you for wrapping this up. If yes. we sit here, keep rambling, we'll be here until four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so uh, thank you for having us, Matt, uh, first and foremost. Yep. And then if anybody's interested in reaching out to us, um, you can go to our website, www.palmandcedar.io. Yep. Uh, click on the, uh, you know, uh, reach out to us tab, shoot us an email. Yep. Uh, I'm Frank at palmandcedar.io. Andrew's obviously at and- or Andrew at palmandcedar.io. Feel yes. free to reach out to us. We do free 30 minute consultations just to kind of do a discovery call and talk to you about what your actual goals are. And then we can move from there if we decide that's something that the client is interested in. So yeah, thanks for having us. Perfect. Absolutely. Andrew, anything you want to wrap up with? Yeah, I want to wrap. Hey, yo, it's Andrew. 
in my board ape sweater. Guys, thank you so much. Listen, I'm going to be talking about these guys a lot more coming up. Link to their website is going to be in the description. Link to their socials are going to be in the description. I'm definitely shouting these guys out in my videos right now. These are the professionals that you need to be speaking with. Guys, thank you again so much for coming on. I appreciate you. You're better than Joe Rogan. He got nothing on you, bro. Keep it up, man. Sheba, you'll